This is the Public Record Podcast, a public service of the Public Record, the business news weekly for the Palm Springs Coachella Valley. I'm managing editor Ken Allen. This is a special one-on-one podcast to talk about two challenges that should be of interest to most business leaders. First, as businesses, we're challenged to differentiate ourselves in the market. We all have access to the same technology, products, and talent, and that often leads us to differentiate ourselves with a lower price. So the second problem that I'll reveal in just a moment could offer a value add or unique selling proposition to help your business stand out from the crowd. So what is this other problem? It's easy to understand that two years of isolation due to the global pandemic may have people looking for social contact. Now, I've been following news stories on what some are calling an epidemic of loneliness even before the COVID-19 outbreak. According to the U.S. Health and Human Services Administration, two in five Americans report that they sometimes or always feel their social relationships are not meaningful, and one in five say they feel lonely or socially isolated. The average household size in the U.S. has declined in the past decade, leading to a 10% increase in people living alone. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, over a quarter of the U.S. population now live by themselves. The divorce rate increased 236% between 1960 and 1980. Since then, the rate has steadily declined from 52% in 1980 to about 30% today. But also during this time, many people decided to just live together without a formal marriage or domestic partnership agreement. Loneliness is more dangerous than obesity and as damaging to health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So before we get into how the business community can offer social connection opportunities, let's set a few parameters for our discussion. First, the three types of social connection. Romantic, private life friendship, and career friendships. Let's talk about the romantic ones. Romantic social connection is the one we're most familiar with as adults. We're taught from an early age that we'll find a soulmate to spend the rest of our lives with. But for our purposes, I'm going to suggest we ignore those romantic connections unless your business is specifically focused on services for those relationships, such as a wedding planner or wedding photographer. I'm suggesting this because the other two types will let you cast a much wider net. People are always looking for new friends, but are not always in the market for a new romantic partner. The second type of social connection is the private life friendship. This is an area that many of us neglect. Psychologists tell us we should have a couple of close friends for a social safety net. Of course, those in a romantic relationship would probably turn to their significant other in times of crisis. But what if the crisis is a problem with your significant other? I mentioned the divorce rate a moment ago. And then the third type of social connection is career friendships. These are our networking contacts. Career advisors tell us that some 85% of jobs are filled through networking. That means you'll have a much better chance of finding a job through the back door through personal connections, then through job boards, recruiters, and online application forms. So I'm going to include 
those types of social connections because they're so important to our career success, but with the caveat that these relationships may or may not lead to the close friendships that address the loneliness issue. Now I want to talk about the three levels of closeness in friendships. People who study this topic will often use five or six categories, but we don't need to get to that level of detail for our discussion today. Let's just make three broad groups. First, acquaintances. These are people we may have been introduced to, we may know their name, but we never get very far beyond that. This group might include all of those social media connections you've made. The second level we'll call casual friends. Now, many adults will wonder, why was it so easy to make friends when we were kids? But if we examine those relationships more closely, these proximity friendships were mostly acquaintances, or at best, casual friends. These are people we connected with for a specific task, like going to school or playing on a sports team, but we may not see them outside of these activities. These relationships do represent a platform for moving on to the third level, though. Close friends are people we have a real connection with. We don't need a special activity to have an excuse to spend time with them. We just enjoy being around them. These are the people we can rely on for support in times of personal challenges. So, as we're thinking about what kinds of social connection activities our businesses can offer, please keep these definitions in mind. So let's get into the nitty-gritty, using social connections as a value-add for your business. The first thing to consider is whether to address the private life friendships or career friendships. Let's start with career friendships or networking connections, as many business organizations already have this as a core service. Um, Let's consider the typical chamber mixer. A good one is hosted by a member business at their office or factory. The host buys some food and the members stand around nibbling on snacks and sipping drinks. But usually chatting with people they already know. So how can we help guests break the ice to meet new people? The best chambers have ambassadors that will take new members around and introduce them. The best practice I've seen here is to have an ambassadors club where every member can become an ambassador by filling out their own ambassador card with a certain number of new connections at each event. The number varies by the size of the group, but you also don't want to go overboard with too many connections as the quality of contact is more important than quantity. Now, in my career as a public relations consultant, many of my clients sponsored charity golf foursomes. They'd buy two foursomes and then leave it to me to fill all the seats. That was more challenging than it sounds, as it seems not as many people in the desert play golf as you might expect. So when I was at Chamber Mixers, one thing I would always do is ask people if they were golfers. If so, I'd add them to my list of prospects to fill foursomes at some later date. And my work as a business journalist, probing for new business news, was always an easy conversation starter. Now, Let me share an observation from my college days. The most productive environment for making new friends was when we worked in smaller groups on projects. By small, I mean one to four people. It was very rare to make social connections in a classroom of 35 students sitting passively listening to a lecture. So let me suggest that the litmus test of a good social connection program is lots of one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, or four-on-four interactions. 
Once you get beyond four people, a sort of crowd anonymity begins to take place. Now, if you're able to host a chamber mixer or event, what are some ways you can maximize social connection for our guests? Remember, we're looking for those one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, and four-on-four small group connections. Let's assume your business lends itself to some kind of tour, a tour of your plant or a factory. Try to keep the tour groups small, four to six people at most. Keep the tour groups far apart so they can't merge into a crowd. Plan for the groups to spend an equal amount of time at each tour stop, and try to have some interactive element to let the guests engage among themselves. Here's a pro tip. If figuring out how to provide social engagement seems daunting, consider hiring a meeting planner, public relations consultant, or engage your ad agency. But be sure they understand you want engagement and not a lecture to a passive audience format. I asked a friend who recently retired from a career as a professional meeting planner what interactive devices she used in her work. She said scavenger hunts produced high engagement. She also talked about an event where participants were each given an armband with a letter, and then they had to interact with other guests to assemble a word, like in a game of Scrabble. If you have a party with a traditional table of eight, give each table some supplies to make their own centerpiece. Then judges will award a prize to the winners. And speaking of those tables of eight, it's great to get companies to buy eight seats at a discount. But those eight seats shouldn't be at the same table. Implied in the word mixer is the idea of mixing people up. So encourage your chamber leadership to help people make new connections with each visit. Now, many of the companies that I consulted for always bought one or two tables and always ended up having their colleagues sit together. But usually there were a couple of co-workers who had to cancel at the last minute. So I always got to the mixers early and scouted for people sitting alone to join us at our table. And let me tell you, if you're alone at a big event and someone comes up to offer you a seat at their table, that always makes a big and lasting impression. Classes and seminars can be a platform for social connections as long as we offer those opportunities for small group interaction. So if you're doing a cooking demo, break the class of 16 students into four groups of four or eight groups of two. Then let them prepare their project to present to the class. For the next meal, switch everybody up so participants can maximize their new social contacts. Now, classes and seminars are a good segue from career friendships or networking to private friendship opportunities. Sports-related activities provide a great way for people to make friends. Yet few businesses give much thought to social interactions. I'm not aware of any gyms that provide a member bulletin board for people to post they're interested in finding a workout partner. Have you ever seen one? Are you trying to learn a foreign language? Experts agree the fastest way to learn is to immerse yourself in one-on-one communication with a native speaker. But how do you find one? A foreign language partner meetup bulletin board would be a great value add for anyone in the foreign travel business. Independent movie and stage theaters, do you have a bulletin board for people to connect to see a show together? You know, recently I saw a personals post on Craigslist by someone looking for a companion to see the new James Bond movie. Now, 
it's true a theater experience is mostly passive, but having a shared interest is one of the key triggers to friendship. So having a meetup bulletin board seems like a no-brainer for community theaters and indie movie houses. I wonder how many people would become season ticket holders if they could count on having a companion at the show. Bulletin board software is a turnkey, off-the-shelf website application. You don't have to go to any great development expense. Ask your web host what your options are. I asked the owner of one of our top temporary agencies what skills are always in high demand. He said working with Excel spreadsheets. So maybe there's an opportunity to help people both improve their spreadsheet skills and make some new friends. CPA firms, are you looking for some new clients? How can a CPA firm pull off an Excel class without a computer lab? I think it's a safe bet that the majority of computer users either have laptops or tablets. So all you need is a conference room. And not everyone needs their own laptop. Put people in groups of two to share. This will encourage engagement. This will also save space on a crowded conference table. Now, be sure to have some breakout activities for those team pairs to do on their own and show the results to the group. They don't all have to be the same project, by the way. Now, what if you don't have a conference room? Well, you can always rent a meeting space at a local hotel and try to avoid hotels that charge for parking. Women will be familiar with variations on the theme of makeover parties. So, what if you're a men's clothing retailer or you have some kind of men's grooming service? I think many men would be attracted to a class under the umbrella of uh, dress for success. Indeed, one of the common concerns I hear from men over 40 is they fear age discrimination based on their appearance. Now, many of these men could benefit from objective professional advice on contemporary grooming and fashion. There are all kinds of possibilities for small group interaction in a class like this. Be cautious about age discrimination in promoting your group. Now, I did say I often hear concerns from men over 40 about age discrimination, but really, any man over 18 probably could benefit from a course on dress for success, so why put an age limit on it? Let's talk about tourism. There's been a good effort to expand the tourist season in the Coachella Valley, but we still have hotel rooms and meeting space that's underused during the hot summer months. Staycations are a bit of a hard sell to residents who are already burdened with high rent and mortgage payments. But what if you created an event around the property? Now, some of the classes we've already mentioned could become a component of a hotel-based event. What about a men's dress for success weekend with a pool party? And why stop with just one partner? A hotel could build a signature event by co-marketing with several affinity partners. A patio furniture store to demonstrate outdoor grilling. A local restaurant celebrity gives a cooking demo. Several local restaurants have sampler snacks at a mixer. A salon demonstrates hairstyles. An upscale department store demonstrates men's accessory items. An upscale jewelry store demonstrates how to select fine jewelry and watches. A larger hotel property, one with several meeting spaces, could offer breakout sessions so guests could choose among several demos. And co-marketing will help keep the cost down, and that could keep the event price in check. Some years back, the Coachella Valley Economic Partnership teamed up with several other business partners to create the High Tech Meetup, which took place at a couple of different venues. The attendees were mostly from our tech and creative communities, and it was very well received. 
As I recall, there were typically about 50 guests. Now, the program was not as structured for making connections as I would like to have seen for a mixer, but it was a good start. And if you have an interest in sponsoring this kind of event, you might contact CVEP to see if they have any interest in restarting it. Let's talk about restaurants for a moment. How do you put the sizzle back in the restaurant experience for meat and potatoes? A longtime friend of mine is a member of the Magic Castle in Hollywood. Now, the Magic Castle is a private club for professional magicians and illusionists. Now, some time ago, my friend told me that the castle at that time had offered a seance party experience if you had a group of 12 people. And as I recall, this included dinner and the show. Now, let me be clear, like the rest of the illusions at the Magic Castle, the seance was purely for entertainment. Now, I don't know if the castle still offers this event, but it's something to consider for a high-end restaurant with a suitable private room or a hotel with a private dining room. Now, I grant you this probably won't be a windfall moneymaker given the small size of the group, but I want you to think about how much you spend on advertising, then consider the publicity value of this kind of special dinner. Now, I envision it as a seasonal offering, say around Halloween, which in recent years has become a popular adult holiday. Who knows, it might be popular enough to offer several evenings of dinners uh, leading up to Halloween Eve, and you could probably do, I don't know, two seatings, one at 6.30 and one at 9 p.m. Earlier I mentioned making social connections for learning a foreign language. A variation of the seance theme might be um, a Korean barbecue. Now, there are lots of Korean barbecue restaurants, but this would be more of a class for foodies, people interested in Korean culture, or people planning a trip there. Now, I'm suggesting a Korean barbecue because it's such a social activity, but, you know, you can use that as a basis for other ideas. Now, time constraints of this podcast allow for only a few examples to get you started, so let me point you to some resources to explore this further. First of all, check out meetup.com. And the first thing you'll probably notice is that many meetup hosts struggle to find a venue for their event. So finding a social activity might be as simple as connecting with someone who already has one. Tap your suppliers. A local camera store held a camera expo at a microbrewery, and I'd say that about 50 people attended. The manufacturer did most of the work, and the camera store got the credit, and probably a few sales of high-end digital cameras as well. Co-market with non-competitors. Maybe you're missing a key element, like the venue, to pull off a social event. Maybe a local resort would love to have 50 guests for an evening during one of the slow nights of the week. If you have an ad agency or PR firm on retainer, this is what you're paying them for. Involve them early, during the pre-planning stage. They can provide invaluable insight and help you brand it properly. A good idea is easily appropriated by your competitors, so be sure you brand it and own it. I hope this overview of social connection marketing has given you a fresh insight into a growing mental health issue and how you might provide a service to your community by offering new social opportunities, but also creating new value and a competitive advantage for your business. So let's do a quick recap. If you're going to help your customers make social connections, keep the group small. One-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, or four-on-four is ideal. 
Be sure you have lots of opportunities for these small groups to spend time together with some kind of project or game. And don't overlook those easy-to-initiate value adds, like providing a community bulletin board for members to interact. It doesn't even have to be online. It could be an old-fashioned $15 corkboard with some pushpins in the lobby. Years from now, when someone asks two best friends where they first met, who knows, the answer might be the name of your business. The public record would like to hear your success stories, so get in touch by email at editor at desertpublicrecord.com. That's all run together, desertpublicrecord.com. The Public Record Podcast is a public service of the Public Record, the Business News Weekly for the Palm Springs, Coachella Valley, and the surrounding counties of Riverside and San Bernardino. Please share this podcast with your friends, and don't forget to click the subscribe button. I'm Managing Editor Ken Allen. Thanks for listening.